Hey, this is Phil. Today on the podcast, we talk about our upcoming series in the Gospel of Luke. So we hope you listen, learn, and enjoy the conversation. Hi, and welcome to the Flipside Podcast, where we explore the underbelly of Crestview Bible Church. My name's Andrew. I'm your host and producer, joined, as always, by Luke and Phil. And Phil, we are running into the Christmas season. This is your favorite time of year, I think. That's right, yeah. And I wanted to throw it over to you, and uh, you just riff. Whatever yeah, you want right. to talk about Christmas-related. So we know that the five main food groups of Christmas are <laughs> candy, candy canes, candy corns, syrup. Or that's four, right? Whoa, whoa. Candy corn <clears throat> at Christmas? Gross. <laughs> Those, uh, are the, those are the main food groups: candy, candy canes, candy corns, syrup. I, I so, agree with the other three, but not candy sure. corn. That's well, that's Thanksgiving. If that's all you're eating, you need a vegetable. <laughs> you know. So, what's your favorite holiday snack or something? Candy it could be a cake. It could be a baked good. It could be something, but something you only get during the holidays. Something that, that you has enjoy. peppermint in it. No, just kidding. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, I this this might be weird. I'm, no, I'm a I, big, I know where you're headed. I think I, maybe not, but I I am a big Eminem fan, right? Mm. And I think there is something distinctly different about the red and green Eminems. Oh, I thought you were talking about the rapper, <laughs> <laughs> the candy Eminem. The candy Eminems, yeah, yeah right. right. So okay, yeah. I I think there is something distinctly different. So I usually yeah. try to grab a few bags of those. It yeah. reminds me of my uh, college days. Staying up late, trying to study for finals, mm. popping in, just M&M after M&M, yeah. red and green ones. Yeah. Uh, so I usually usually hit that up. Yeah, good. Is it, is it just me or is that the only... It, I, is I there actually a difference? thought there's this particular coffee that comes out at Christmas that is oh, your yeah. favorite in the world. Aldi's Coffee, tis the season. It's a... They're actually a sponsor for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Can we get a free supply of... A year supply of Caldi coffee. Uh, no, it's uh, tis the season. It has it's a mix of Sumatra and Ethiopian, wow. and it is mm. it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah. What what is your favorite well, Christmas treat? You, it's your go to every yeah, year. Christmas coffee would be the roasteries holiday blend, and there's something hazelnutty about it that mm. is really enjoyable. But I don't usually like flavored coffee, but that is a really unique flavor, and I enjoy that. Now, one. do you get peppermint mocha coffee? No. Because no. I just drink coffee. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not about dressing it up. I don't. They have uh, the peppermint mocha shake at Chick Fil A. That's okay. That's hey, that, yeah, that's good. No, they put good. real like peppermints in it. Yeah. So yeah, they crush up candy cane into that. Yeah, I do really love just peppermint candy. So I love the peppermint nougat by Brock's. That's I, I've actually witnessed almost a fist fight at Dylan's fighting over the last bag mm. of that, which wow. you know shows that the Lord's. Peace is reigning on this earth. Something like that. Yeah. Because um, no, it was an almost fight. And so he's restraining was, was the evilness like, of men. This older gentleman was like ripping into an employee like, where's all the peppermint nougats? You guys have taken it and stolen <laughs> it. And I don't, I've come in here. I know you have them every year. They're usually right here. And she's like, I'm sorry, sir. We pulled them all out. And this year I see them in like four different places in the in the candy aisle at Dillon. So uh, those are really good. I love the King Leo uh, peppermint sticks. And like at Crestview, we hand out the King Leo little red and white peppermints. Yeah. And so that gives you kind of a taste of what I enjoy. There's something distinct about the King Leo brand compared to others. Mm. 
So, um, and candy canes. I, I assume that you like those. Ah, uh, no, not oh. so much. And not unless they would be King Leo. Mm. So it's <laughs> brand loyalty for me, you know, it's a huge thing. People need to slow it down and take yep. notes on all of the. But now, nice what do you candies? think about the uh, candy canes that are like multi flavor? It's like, you know, wild berry no, candy cane and I mean, I'll eat it's like the Starburst. I'll eat anything with sugar in it. <laughs> like, if I'm making a treat, um, I love making Divinity, which is um, a, a candy made with corn syrup and egg whites and vanilla. Mm-hmm. And then you put pecans in there. At our house, we hold the pecans due to nut allergies. <laughs> but um, I grew up making that with my mom, and now I can make it. And. So that would be the candy I would make. And so, yeah. Peanut brittle, anybody? I'll eat peanut brittle. My dad loves peanut brittle, but actually I think we found out he doesn't actually like it, but someone kept buying it and he said, well, it's here. I might as well eat it. Now and then addicted. there was some sort of <laughs> miscommunication <laughs> that he really enjoyed it. And I don't know that he does, but um, I personally always loved the chocolate with the nougat in it that you get from Hershey's this time oh, of year. Yeah. We would eat those and watch It's a Wonderful Life. But I found something that's maybe more of a gluttonous thing. Uh, there's these cookies from Trader Joe's. They're like peppermint chocolate cookies. Oh, wow. Mm. And I ate a whole sleeve on accident. <laughs> on one accident. after yeah, another. Accident. And then perfect. I was like, shoot, that was a huge mistake. Uh, they're that good, though. So careful with those. Maybe take a couple away and put the sleeve back yeah. in the cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's beautiful. So, yeah, we, we want to talk today. Uh, we are starting a new series. So if you're... Uh, around Crestview at all. You probably have heard this. We've talked about it. I've announced it on Sundays. So on the gospel of Luke, and um, that's not written by Luke Thompson. Thank you. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's written by another Luke who was a traveling companion of Paul, um, who, I mean, honestly, maybe is, is he the most prolific Bible writer? I mean, there's more contributed to him in the new Testament than anyone else. Correct. Uh, not more than Paul. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot more words in Luke and Acts than yeah. Paul. I mean, Paul has more books. Yeah. So I think Paul has Good 13 question. books, but I think all that Luke has written, it's way more words. Yeah. Could be right. So I don't know. We'll have to get our research team yeah. working on that one. So they're probably, <laughs> you know, just chomping their fingers down to the nubs to figure right. this out for us right now. But you could probably just Google it and know. Yeah. Right. Instantly. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, it, it, 24 chapters in Luke and then you have 28 chapters in Acts, and they're all kind of, it's kind of one book that hangs together, but the gospel story is um, like the person and work of Jesus, basically. And he tells us in the opening verses that he has written so that we would have certainty concerning the things that were taught. And so um, certainty, confidence, firm footing, grounding, all those things right out of the gate um, that, that, it's almost like God anticipates that his people are going to live in a day and age where things are going to be uncertain. There's going to be times where we're tempted to doubt, tempted to wonder whether or not what we believe is really worth it and true. And Luke's written this gospel to give us that. Um, In terms of Crestview proper, I've done expositions through the gospel of Mark. I've done the gospel of John. Uh, Recently, in terms of genre, we've been in a Pauline letter. We were in Job earlier this year. Um, before that we've done some wisdom literature. We worked through Deuteronomy about a year ago. So it seemed right to return to the gospels. We've done acts before too. So it seems right to return to the gospels and just center in again on what Jesus is up to when he walked on this earth. And, um, this really helps and clarifies us. I know, um, 
you even have a couple of mentors you work with that love the gospel of Luke. So what are some things that, um, Luke, I'm looking at you as you, um, as you think about the gospel of Luke, what are some things that excite you as we get into this? Yeah, I just, I love seeing, um, Jesus interacting, um, with different sectors of society. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially at, when you ask, uh, people who are really passionate about the gospel of Luke, there's, um, a mentor of mine who's really passionate about it. And uh, he, his whole key to the gospel of Luke is Luke chapter four, that the spirit has come upon me um, and anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to release the captives. And if you see, um, if you look at the, the, the gospel of Luke through that rubric, you'll see, man, Jesus and his interaction with the poor and mm-hmm. um, his preaching to the poor, his uh, calling for the Pharisees and the religious leaders and everybody to care for the poor, um, to give up all of your money and give to the poor and, um, all of those kind of, you can almost trace it on every page, um, to, uh, your life isn't consist of what you own to, um, Zacchaeus giving up half and, yeah. and giving it away. And just all the interactions that he has with those, Mm-hmm. in the lower lower realms of society Shepherds. and right yeah i mean it's yeah. it's it's everywhere um so uh, that that's the one thing that like i i love about the the gospel of luke is just seeing just jesus in action like yeah. he is just uh, all the the different ways in which he ministers through teachings through caring for people um so that's that's the first thing that that comes to my mind yeah yeah no and i think you know related to that the that particular sec- sector of people or, you know, people that might be more economically diverse than we are mm-hmm. um, or economically different than like how we live. I think sometimes we, we are, we're scratching our heads like what are, what's the right inroads to serve these people and to love them well. And so um, we might consider that like a difficult group of people to love, um, even like difficult to love rich people. And yeah. I think Luke is up to the challenge of, you know, here's how, Jesus loved them and that's going to help us. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention that we just have token jerks all around us that, um, and those exist in, in Luke's gospel too. So, and, yeah. uh, that leads to another thing, which, uh, when we at in, in South Asia, we taught through this book uh, on Sundays and our theme for it was, uh, Uta Rajya, which in English means, like uh, opposite. Thank you. I don't have the gift of tongues. Right. <laughs> well, it's hard to translate the word ulta, but it's like the word for opposite or upside down. Yeah. And then Raja is like kingdom or realm. So um, an upside down or an opposite kingdom that mm-hmm. Jesus is coming in, bringing like everything that you think is right. Like it's completely opposite. Subversive. So, subversive. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's, it's, it's everything opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything is upside down. He's turning <clears throat> He's yeah, literally like, turning the tables. Might, you know, the widows might, you know, this lady's put in more than all of you. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Were you kidding me? Yeah. Right. You know, who's this guy think he is? Yeah. You know, so yeah. Love your enemies. Yeah, uh, just sure. the, yeah, the, the, the sermon on the Mount that's there. It's, it's all backwards, right? Uh, right? If you don't hate your own father, mother, sister, even your own self, you cannot be my disciple. Like, the heck is wrong with you right, right, like, right, right. Like, it's just all these shocking statements that just is jars us yes from and lo- from our lull and right um 
it's just yeah it's it's amazing I'd say Luke is probably the most professional writer as well. And yeah, that he, right. he didn't know Jesus personally or didn't, <laughs> mm-hmm. as far as we know. Uh, but he is weaving this beautiful narrative. That's yeah. what I love about Luke. Yeah. It's the longest, but it's the easiest to read because for yeah. a modern reader, you're intrigued the whole time. And there's not yeah. these little nuanced things that you have to go ask a pastor about. He explains it right there. That That's because of this. Mm-hmm. And right. I, I love that. I think it's the easiest to read. And so I'm glad our church is going through it yeah. and uh, just... You know, for Advent season especially, that's probably the narrative that's easiest to yeah. go through. One of the commentators I read said it's some of the best English you can read. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just a great, uh, well-crafted, well-written story. And, you know, we see that like in Luke 15 <clears throat> where we have the, the parable of all the lost stuff. You know, we have the lost coins, the lost sheep, the lost sons. Um, and we've, we've done individual series, I think, twice on that chapter. Mm-hmm. So we've done... Um, just Luke 15, I think I called that series The Lost Ones, and then we came back and just did a series on loving your neighbor and used those as the as the springboard. That was a few years ago. <clears throat> so coming back to the whole gospel, um, it's going to be a great journey. And um, I think I said this Sunday, but it probably bears repeating here, that my conviction is not that we spend three years in Luke. My conviction is that you know, we, we're just hitting, we're skimming across the water quick. Like most of you go to the lake, and those of you that have your own boat, you're not hoping it breaks down in the middle of the water so that you can just camp out there and swim for three days. Mm. You're, you're probably driving as fast as you can across the water and maybe pulling a tube behind you and trying to buck somebody off of that or something. <clears throat> and that's kind of what we're trying to do in Luke. We're trying to skim across the water fast to get the gist of what's going on here, to get the gist of, oh, here's a cove we might need to land in for a second. Let's land in there and, and see what this has for us. And so um, I... Lord willing, we will be done with the Gospel of Luke sometime in 2024, but um, that, that can all change too. This spirit may just say, uh, no, let's let's plant here a while. We we need to land in this chapter or this section. So um, that's the plan as, as we're making them now. So And unlike Corinthians, it's narrative, which you <clears throat> right. never know right. going into a narrative how you're going to right. dissect it. It may, right. some stories may take three weeks. Some, yeah, that's that, right. That was pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So. For sure, it's tough. For sure. So, what are what are the end goals yep. that you uh, you mentioned this um, a couple of times now um, right. in in the opening chapters of the book? But just yep. to reiterate, or maybe say in a different way, uh, what are some of the outcomes and goals that you have for this gospel? Right. So, um, again, I my quick like one word: certainty, confidence, firm footing, something like that, um, around a lot of different things around all that we know about Jesus, but. Uh, really, um, one of the things was just confidence in how we love difficult people in the here and now. So um, there's something about how it's meant to have an effect right now in our lives and how we love people. But then there's also an effect that is um, not just the already, but the not yet. There's there's a lot of themes in Luke that relate to the life that's to come. And so having certainty and confidence as we look that direction. Um, obviously, when we're in a gospel account, looking at all that Jesus did and how he interacted with people, we want them to love Jesus more. So my hope would be that in 2024, when we get to the end of this, you're going to be looking back and being like, Oh man, I love Jesus. There's not a savior like him. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to love like him. I want to be like him. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that would be the the heart of all of our people. Uh, we continue to be mindful of people in our body who are weak and suffering and hurting. And um, I think Luke is maybe the best gospel in, in giving comfort to people in mm-hmm. that reality. And so I'm hoping that's that's comforting um, 
Well, it's it's good yeah. news to the poor. It's preaching yeah, right. uh, sight to the blind. Yeah, it's right. preaching. <laughs> yeah, right. He's he's going right. He actually says, "I've I've come for the sufferers." Yeah. So, right. right. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, just you know, I I I'm amazed that God would bring um, people who aren't in relationship with God yet uh, to our gatherings each week, and I'm so glad that they join us. And so I'm really hoping that God turns the light on for those people and that they're able to see, you know, this is what we're talking about when we talk about following Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, we're as a church, I hope everyone listening knows that we're not bent on lifting up some religious practice or some sort of just big R religion. We really want Jesus to be the, what captivates people. And so we drop anchor there. We end up there. We're, we're not trying to push something. So for those that are, trucking with us week in and week out, you know, every week I try to address them somehow in the sermon, but, um, through this series, they're going to come up close and personal with Jesus and hoping that the light comes on and they follow him mm -hmm. it'd be, it'd be a great outcome, a great goal. And along the way, there's all kinds of, um, stuff, you know, just like we've seen in chapter one and we'll see in chapter two and for just practical living, you know, there's all kinds of applications for us. Uh, as we keep working through this book. So those are some things. Yeah. Uh, we hadn't uh, talked about this, so just kind of putting this on the, putting this out there, but usually we have a tagline, a subtitle um, when we preach through a particular book of the yeah. Bible. And I don't think we've come up with one. Maybe we could right, just, we haven't. Maybe yep. we just brainstorm right here, right there on, right here on oh, the episode. Okay. <laughs> we don't have a, we don't have a subtitle yeah. uh, to this. It's supposed to be punny, like Luke mm, to Jesus or, yeah, right. <laughs> no. Like power through weakness was the one for um yeah. for Corinthians. Yeah. I don't I forgot what we had for Job. Um help for the sufferer or something. Oh, it was like Jesus, the church, and unexplained suffering. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what the tagline would be, maybe confidence. I mean that's what you yeah. brought up the first week. Yeah, confidence or it's Luke's thesis. Mm-hmm. And we just give it out there to the audience. Yep. Yeah, leave in the comments, you know, what, what you would like to know. <laughs> and uh, if you have an idea as you've read the Gospel of Luke, as you know, we want something that kind of um you know maybe we could do two sets of footprints in this that drift into one across <laughs> the and then like when we look back at the Gospel of Luke, we see that there's only one set of footprints that can give us certainty uh -oh. or something. Did, didn't you have a, a response to that? I think I heard you say yeah, some response yeah, to this I recently. Used that in the sermon, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. It doesn't bear repeating here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, just to solve the debate, I yes. did go online and look at what is the longest. Is it Paul or is it Luke? By words. It's by words. Nice. It is Luke. Woo! Uh, by about 5,000 words. Wow. So 37,000 for Luke and 32 for Paul. Okay. Awesome. It's, it's it's a significant margin there. Yeah, right. And actually, according to this, he Luke is the third uh, largest writer. If that's the word, largest writer the whole uh, Bible. In Greek of, the, of the entire Bible. Yeah. Oh yeah. And probably yeah. of Greek antiquity. Oh yeah. So it's Moses, then Ezra, and then Luke. Well, he's one of well, the better writers. Well, they're not Moses, actually. <laughs> Ezra. What did he write? Ezra. <laughs> well, then you got How about uh, David writing a psalm. Wow. I guess you got first and second Ezra. Corinthians, or sorry, Chronicles. I mean, oh, I guess oh, Ezra yeah. wrote all that. He write? Did he also write? Uh, maybe they're claiming he wrote Kings. All of yeah, Kings and Samuel. Yeah, could have been. 
Yeah. Old scholars. The deep dive can, with Luke. We can get real. <laughs> we can get real nerdy here. Yeah, right. Well, Luke, you know, it's it's um, yeah, that gospel. He's. I knew it was something like that, but I'm glad to have confirmation that I wasn't just spitballing. Yeah. And everyone and can I, see behind I do that. remember it is the most difficult Greek in the New Testament. Yeah, that's so right. If people are, it's like Luke and Hebrews are the, are the uh, most. I thought you said it was the the best English in all the Bible. It is. So the translation. Wait, is it not written of, in English? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Oh, man, that's good. We're, we're in the weeds, and we need to get rescued. Yeah, they get to see behind the curtain. Uh, I need to go uh, Ooh, put, I need like. to go put my stocking up and yeah. wait for some candy. Yeah. Maybe I should hang one outside my window. I wonder if anybody would put stuff in it. A stocking? On a Sunday morning. Probably Ooh, just uh, complaints. And, but yeah, they, <laughs> suggestions box. Oh, finally, box. a suggestion box. You know? <laughs> <laughs> go, Why is there so much coal in my stocking this year? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, we're very good. glad that you would join us on the flip side as we talk about what we're going to be studying i think we will be releasing uh, an episode on uh, the week of prayer but you may you may go dark during the holiday season so thanks for joining us now and we'll catch you next time on the flip side